Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Romanian Football Hub. This is Philippe. This is Korea. And uh, today, I think we're going to talk about the first list of Eddie Ordenescu and uh, as well as the playoffs that have begun in Liga 1. So, Horia, what do you think about Eddie's list? <laughs> I mean, it definitely changed up, I guess. Uh, uh, we can, uh, it finally happened, what we've been requesting for months now. Uh, Dragushin has been selected in the squad. So, obviously, that's very brave of him, and I really... I really rate that. Uh, big news uh, in the midfield department. Uh, Sancho is not there anymore. A player with over 50 caps transferred to China recently, and he isn't involved with national team now. So obviously, big news. And and you know, for for the attacking front, we can talk about Xavi Popescu, uh, one of the most talented. A player, uh, I think arguably the most talented player right now in the league, and some might even say that he's been one of the best young talents in the last five to ten years in the first in the first division in Romania. So uh, it's gonna be exciting to see him in the yellow jersey for the national team. Really curious to see what he does. Yeah, his numbers are excellent, but not only that, it's also the way that, as you said, he plays because. Uh, his vision is quite good. He he has good passing. His bat, his especially his shots from distance. He's scored four bangers at least um, this season. Yeah, and he's not afraid to play. You know, like that. And uh, it's not just his technique. It's also his mind. Seems quite uh, uh, quite good football mind. But of course, still has to grow. Um, I think physically and uh, and not let the pressure get to him. Yeah, and if he does that, I think he can become quite a good player. So we'll see. Yeah, he's uh, quite he's quite a player for the for the first flight for the top flight right now, and he seems to apart from the numbers, obviously he seems to be very fearless. Is what I can say. He loves to take on players to have a shot at goal whenever he has the opportunity, and for his age, it's quite remarkable that he can. He was originally a winger, and now he can easily drop in midfield and control the tempo of the game. That's pretty special for a young kid, I, I think. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, exactly as you said, he's not afraid because everybody knows now the defenders are trying to hack him and he's still playing the same way. So he's not afraid. Um, the other thing I think is nice to see is that Darazio was initially out because of an injury, but he's been included since he's actually okay now and mm-hmm. been playing. Um, but I think there's some really concerning things, though, that I just I'm kind of baffled mm-hmm. why he didn't call Sorescu, who literally just scored last week or actually a few days ago. Um, mm-hmm. And he's just been playing very well, and he could offer us depth at both right wing and right back position. So I'm not sure why he didn't call him. Uh, and Ragush up front, given he called Alibek, who's quite slow and uh, let's say past it. Um, Ragush, who hasn't been amazing in every game this season, but he still has, you know, a decent number in Belgium. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure why he wasn't called either. Olaru, 
Gitsa got dropped. Um, Moldovan is out for COVID, so that one is explained. Oh, but yeah. uh, even Ghana, you could say, Christian Ghana. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know why Kamora was called instead. You know, he's 36. Why, why call him? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I have nothing against Kamora. Uh, I'm actually quite sorry for him. Uh, I think what well, I think he's uh, you're gonna have to trust him from his time at Cluj. Yeah, uh, that I, I just, thought about yeah, Mana. Mana also is there, but not Sorescu. It made me think like he's just picking players that he knows personally. But that's not how you have to be as a national team manager, you know. I don't know. Yeah, but it's just, you know, it's the first round of uh, just, pictures that he has to face. Yeah, I just, I hope it gets better. I don't want to be negative and, and assume this is the standard because it's only the first one, but definitely a couple questions. But some good things too, right? So, like mm-hmm. you said, the Marin returning, things like that. Even trusting Mihaila, who has not played much at Atalant. Yeah, I mean, uh, Mihaila is playing at a very high level currently, and definitely got a new club, new challenge, uh, who has huge obje- objectives compared to what we're used to as uh, Rumen- Romanian football fans. Uh, I was just thinking about the Torres situation. Maybe it, it was management. As in, maybe Torescu needs to adapt a bit more to the to his team, to the new place where he's playing now in Poland. And maybe they talked about it and said, "Okay, I can't, I can I, I think it's better for you to stay with your club and you know get some training sessions with your teammates. And maybe I'll call you up in September or whenever the next round of pictures is. Uh, so maybe, maybe yeah, it's yeah. that." I hope it's just that because, you know, it's been a, f- a month at least, I think, now. Oh, a month, let's say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could be that still because these are just friendlies. You're right. Could be that. Um, yeah, so no reason to panic yet. There's some good things and some less questionable things, but I think this is still a solid enough squad to, to perform in these friendlies, let's see. Um, Greece lately has not been a very good level either. Yeah. Uh, Israel's up and down. They have good goal scoring numbers, but defensively they seem quite suspect. Mm-hmm. So that's I think a chance to give players that are um, that are quick and have good dribbling, good shot to to play them in that game. You know. Yeah. To kind of boost their morale. Like, Tavi Popescu would be, I think, a good player for that game to take players on. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Greece is a little stubborn team, but also not in the best level either. Yeah, I agree. I wanted to ask you, what do you think about our uh, attackers, our center forward? Um, they're not... Uh... As you know, we have problems with the center forward position for some time now. And that's why I was hoping Dragush would be there. But um, 
at the same time, not totally hopeless. Like Pushkash uh, improved recently when he signed for Pisa. Mm-hmm. Uh, still not great, but improved definitely. Um, I think he does better with another striker next to him, especially one that is quicker than him, uh, that he can play off of. But um, also confidence is a big factor, I think, for him mentally. Um, because I don't know if you know this, but he deleted his Instagram for a yeah. while at Red, and he even removed comments from there, and you could tell it was getting to him. And then now he's in Pisa, back in form, and it's all back to normal, you know. So, yeah, and the lights are going up, presumably. <laughs> yeah. So, Josh can still help us for sure, I think. But even if he's not the ideal player, you know. Um, especially in a two-striker formation. I think he, he strives in that situation. Mm-hmm. But also Ali Beck, uh, he's maybe okay against uh, smaller teams, but against most modern elite teams, it's going to be a problem with him because he's slow and um, not very consistent, not great work ethic. Um, and then we have Ivan, who's capable on the wing as well as up front and I like him because he's quick he's technical he can pull up very very good uh, attacking moves and goals but the problem with him is uh, also sometimes inconsistent mental um, sometimes he doesn't make the best decision but sometimes he makes great ones so <laughs> we'll see right Ivan is not the word the- I was thinking that our, our attackers are quite interesting in the way that Alibek plays in the Greece League right now. So maybe he knows the tricks up there, uh, you know, with the defenders and that maybe played against some of them. Uh, and yeah. with Ivan, I was thinking that lately I've noticed that he's been playing closer to the touchline uh, rather than playing closer centrally. Uh, so I don't know what position he's going to play in uh, for the national team, but uh, he seems to have improved his uh, uh, link-up play. He seems to be bringing uh, other players into the game and he, and that's, and you know, that can be shown with his successes after the, after the league resumed uh, this winter. So I think his goals have dried up a bit recently, but his overall play has Kind of improved, and I'm I'm curious to see how he does with the national team. And what yeah. position he plays? I think if I was Eddie, I would play him as a center forward alongside Pushkash, and I'll tell you why. Well, I already basically told you why. Honest, mm-hmm. <laughs> like you said, he brings other players into the game. I think that would be perfect for Pushkash. They could both benefit from that, in my opinion. Um, that said, I wouldn't be totally against him either, uh, being the left winger. And, but I just don't like the idea of Pushkash or Alibek alone up front. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could work. Oh. Uh, Ivan and ah. Pushkash have some uh, chemistry from the under-21s. Uh, they, as you know, Ivan assisted one of uh, the Pushkash header from yes. the second goal. So... That's yeah, it's it's possible, but I like I like the idea of them being together up front and then having another player like Mihaila on the left wing, you know, 
I was gonna ask that. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a very strong attack compared to you know without having one. Um, that's just what I think, but I would test that out personally. Two so strikers. Would you play like a four, like a four four two? Uh, I would play four four two diamond. Ah, okay. So without wingers, just with uh, throwing yeah. wingers. Okay. Yeah. Or or I would play a three five two. Then oh. you would have that because also remember, man lately has been playing as left wing back, so he's better defensively now too. Mm -hmm. So that is another interesting thing to try. But that's what friendlies are for, right? To test things. Um, But at the same time, you want to be sure that uh, it's the right thing to test, right? You don't want to waste something like that. Yeah, you don't want to waste game time. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, was, I was thinking about the formation you said. We have a lot of quality in midfield. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think only... I think I would have been happy to see Olaru included, like I said, because he's been in good form. And today, mm -hmm. also, I as well and um yeah Rizvan Marin is has been playing well for Cagliari he uh, almost scored against Milan the other day um and uh, actually <laughs> it was blocked on the floor there but um he also had three key passes he was playing very well and Marius Marin as we know is a tough guy he's very good tackling and he's a leader so those two in midfield is quite uh, interesting to see and then Chicoldo I prefer him as the number 10 if possible um, I think he would be good there and uh, Tavi Popescu has the right wing maybe either wing yeah there's lots of, we can talk about all the midfielders he called they're all very good but I think the best in form right now is Maxime. Maxime is just going crazy in Turkey. He has six goals and two assists in the last four matches. It's um, he's in the form of his life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw that he played a very good game against Galata uh, the other day. Uh, we uh, Galata, who had uh, more time in the second eleven after a long time. Uh, some issues, I think medical issues, but also some issues regarding his payment to Pechisebe or something. It, it, it was something re uh, related to the higher-ups of the club, not really his fault, but he was back in the starting XI uh, the other day, so it was good to see that. Yeah, Murutsan, uh, a lot of the fans at Galatasaray actually like him a lot more than Chikoldo, which is funny. And uh, because Chicoldo has been kind of, they call him like a ghost, but in my opinion, I think he just doesn't fit with the team. Like the players don't understand what he wants to do, right? And he's so he's playing it safer most of the time. But even that, if you look at his game against Barcelona, he was one of the best players there. So he gave a couple good through balls, one-twos. Um, yeah, he assisted from corner. He won a couple duels. Like he's not, he's not bad, but uh, I think he needs to move this summer. 
and I think he might be in a better place. Uh, yeah. Morutsan has to grow a lot more though mentally and that's why they're working with him closely and they know he's more one for the future but uh, they're giving him chance again I think. Yeah, and he's younger as well. That's such a good, he's very good juggler and uh, I think that's just something they're working on with him like the, the rest of his game is tactical and uh, speaking English and he'll improve there. He will. But Chicoldo needs to move this summer to Serie A, I think. Yeah, uh, I think Chicoldo is, um, I think he's more of a traditional central midfielder. From all time, he has to kind of like find his position if he wants, because um, he it's hard for him to break through as a number 10. And as a winger, I think there are other people that can be better than him, also like faster and stuff. But he has time to develop, obviously, and I think he's going to be important for the national team in the following years or months, even. Yeah, the thing is, as a winger, he's actually not bad as like an inside forward to cut in because he's very good at that, like quick, uh, like explosiveness and dribbling. But he's not fast, like overall. It's just like the quick. Uh, how do you say that? Like move, right? Like the quick fast twitch muscles, you know, but he's not very fast overall. Um, I think that's something that they, they're trying to work on, but it's not so easy to become much faster, right? Yeah. So um, I think it's position best behind the striker. Mm -hmm. For sure, for sure. What about the goalkeeper situation? What do you think? I was going to ask the same. <laughs> it's obviously not ideal. Uh, so we have Aiwani and Jakub who don't have a game for the senior team. And this might be the time for either of them to make their debut. And we also have Misa, who's the regular for the national team, but who recently has been in, in bad form and hasn't really played for Sparta Prague um, and I think that it's a very concerning situation because it only recently changed goalkeepers of a year ago and to be stuck with the same problem as 12 months ago is a bit of a disappointment. I still back Nisa to start out of, out of the current select, uh, options that have been selected uh, but I wouldn't mind to see. I wouldn't mind seeing Aiwani playing one of those games, especially because of his age and that. Yeah, Aiwani has a, a solid future. I don't think he's the best young one in terms of potential, but he's up there. Um, he's uh, fairly uh, regular. I would say a, a keeper that is struggling right now. Is Vlad, Andre Vlad, he has good reactions, but he's prone to so many mistakes. So I, I would also say, yeah, Ayoani, Jakob is not bad, but um, older. He's actually had quite some big saves over the weeks. But uh, since Ayoani is younger, I'd like to give him the chance, at least one game. Mm -hmm. 
And yeah, and Dragushin also has to start at least one game, in my opinion. Yeah, that could be it, to be honest. Uh, I think that he needs like, some minutes to get used to the pressure. Uh, uh, but needs to start for me. Uh, but also, uh, maybe try out Jakob. Uh, he's a, he's, I don't know, he's a bit older, and maybe that's his dream. I like, give him some charity minutes if he wants. Yeah, yeah. But um, just thinking now, like, if we did the a formation, what would you pick? So, four four two flat, four four two diamond, four three three, four two three one, honestly, or five at the. Which one? Honestly, um, it's a very good question to ask, and. If now that I think about it, I would try out two formations for for the game. So I'd go four at the back in one game and three at the back in one game because I think we have players for both systems. So let's say so you said Greece are quite stubborn. So I try to break them down uh, with four at the back and have like two center backs, uh, you know, standing like being higher up by the halfway, halfway line, let's say, uh, and have like one uh, offensive fullback and one defensive to keep like a structure and then have three midfielders trying to, you know, control the tempo uh, and the game in general, and then have three attackers that are well prepared for the positional play. So maybe I have players ready to take on the their system, like I don't know, Mikhail, Mitrica, Man even from the from the other side, uh, and then for for the for the other game against Tiffany, they said that they their attack is quite good, so I so I try to hit them on the counter and be direct in possession, and maybe have players like uh, Banku and uh, uh, Rafiu on the other side as wing backs to maybe try and push the lines a bit forward. Uh, I was gonna ask you uh, which defenders, which couple, which central defenders uh, were you gonna choose for either game in for either system? Um, I think against Greece, I would use a little bit more, uh, what do you call it? A little bit more uh, experience, so Kirikesh mm-hmm. and Kirikesh and Burka. Or mm-hmm. Kirikesh in one of those two. And then uh, for Israel, I would go Dragushin and maybe Toshka or Rush. Mm-hmm. And Rush, yeah. I always forget it's Rush or Rush because his name doesn't have this. The... Uh, it's uh, Rus, like Russian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Rus. Oros is also Russian. <laughs> yeah. There was um... a player on. That name, but anyway, yeah, Rush, yeah, Rush. Sorry, I always say Rush yeah. because the thing, like, but the but there's no uh, Shadil on there, yeah, or whatever it, you call it. It's fine, it's fine, it's, yeah, it's, it's honest. Um, uh, I was looking at the list. What about Florin Panasia? We haven't mentioned him at all. Uh, um, I'm sorry, who? 
Florin Tanase, uh, would you play him up front or in or in midfield? Um, the only way I would take him front is as a false nine in a single striker formation. Mm -hmm. I think that's the only way. Or not necessarily. Maybe he could play um, sort of off Pushkash. So Pushkash would be the target man and he could be supplying also. So, but one or the other, you know, I wouldn't have him with Tanase up front, for example, or Alibek. Okay, yeah, fair enough, I guess. Just my, yeah, just, just my vision, because on the wing, he's also somewhat slow, but he's not bad there either. He's capable against mediocre teams to perform from the wing, I think. Um, but I think I would prefer someone quicker on the wing. Yeah, uh, fair enough. Uh, yeah, he's, he's a good option on the wing coming from the bench for ball retention. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think now what I would do. I would probably have Ayoani um, starting, and then I would put uh, Banku, Kirikesh, uh, Dragushin, uh, Ratsiu, and then in midfield, I would have Marius Marin and uh, Rezvan Marin. And then I would have, this is just keeping the traditional 4 2 3 1, right? We can adjust, you know, for different scenarios. But attacking mm -hmm. uh, midfield, I would put Maxime. And then I would put uh, on the wings, I would have Mihaila and uh, Denis Mann. And in attack, single striker, I would have Ivan. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. If it's single striker, that's what I would do. But uh, as I said, the other options would change the whole midfield as well because, you know, you lose one, then you take a different one. So, so it all depends on the formation for me. Yeah, uh, I'm really curious to see what David does. He has played, he's mainly played for the back throughout his career. So, I don't know. Uh, maybe he'll try out here at the back, uh, but we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Um, so, let's also talk now about the, the recent Liga 1 games, the playoffs, the relegation group. Uh, what do you think about that with uh, Krajova? Having seven wins in a row ended by Voluntar. Um, I mean, uh, it, so obviously Fireworks quite sets off uh, with RGS reaching the playoffs in the last round of games, uh, and the race to get to the playoffs was pretty hectic uh, from the third place the downwards, because uh, like uh, Voluntar, Potosian, and Farul all fought for three places, and in the end it was Farul. Voluntary and Argis that got in, and Argis did it on enemy territory, uh, beating Botoshan with a comeback in the last few minutes to finish it. Yeah, sorry, it's crazy how Argis was like eighth for quite a while and then went up to third or sorry, mm -hmm. fourth. Yeah, they did. <laughs> they were they were in the I realized that. They were in the second, in the lower half of the table for like all rounds except the last one. Yeah, 
And I'm pretty sure they only had like one loss in 2022 until the playoffs began. Mm -hmm. uh, but then since the playoffs started, things have not been going their way. Uh, they lost quite badly to Craiova and uh, today they had a comeback loss. You know, they had two. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No, they had 1 1 and then they went 2 2. And then finally, the stoppage time, Dumitir, off the bench. It's like uh, they must be very disappointed after. Yeah, but you can't really blame them for losing two games in a row against two of the best teams in the country. No, not blaming, but like, uh, you know, from a morale standpoint, you have that advantage and then. Uh, you lose that way in the final seconds. It's uh, disappointing for them, I'm sure. Yeah, you know, they can still push for Europe, uh, for they can still push for the podium places, even maybe for like the fourth place, and then they will have uh, a two-game battle for the conference league places. That would be mental. Um, but... Uh, yeah. Iowa wins the cup, yeah. then the fourth place will get to play a playoff, I think, against the this, this seventh and, or eighth place, whoever that one. Mm -hmm. It's complicated now because uh, the top two teams of relegation group face each other in a playoff, and the winner will play the fourth place in the from the playoffs, and the winner of that goes to conference, I think, or qualifying at least. Because... Cup winner, or no, yeah, if the cup winner is in the top three, then they don't even look at fourth place. I mean, sorry, not not like that, sorry. Uh, if the cup winner it's is in the top three, they, it really is. But if they're, the cup winner is outside of the fourth place, then that's the one that represents, I believe, unless that also <laughs> plays a playoff, unless they change that, I'm not sure. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a whole lot. It's a big mess, uh, essentially. Um, yeah. But, yeah, we do know that Kareva is currently third and they are going to uh, play in the semifinals of the Cup uh, against FC in April after the international break. Um, yeah. yeah, I would be surprised if Kareva didn't qualify for the mm -hmm. Well, to, for the qualifiers of conference, right? Yeah, that would be a bit anticlimactic. Uh, you would expect them to represent us in Europe alongside Chefere and CTCB. Um, yeah. But we'll see. Romanian football is always full of surprises. Yeah. Never at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Krajova, what I like about uh, Krajova is quite a Usually a quite a goal-scoring team and lots of uh, some flair. But the uh, defensive side needs help. <laughs> you know, aging players, uh, players that are inconsistent and making silly mistakes. Um, as you know, with, in the last match, I think Screcciu, Piliacelli, they were, and Conte on the first goal were uh, quite uh, disappointing. Yeah, uh, they should be disappointed with their mistakes. They were awful. Um, Conte gave away the ball cheaply, gave the ball away cheaply for the first one, and then just two passes away, and they they they, they, they scored. 
Uh, and the second one is just, just another misjudge cross by Pilatelli. Uh, he, yeah, he barely he got his fingers on. He didn't really get put his whole body into it. Like he was, I don't know. I feel like he could have reached that better, mm -hmm. punch it out. But no, he kind of flapped at it. Um, but also. I would say I still I like Markovic a lot and I think he has good potential. So I hope to see him uh, continue scoring. Uh, yeah, I think you know with Kreva I had this discussion on another group chat uh, a couple of days ago. I think after the Volontano, Kreva has few good players um, and mainly in what they do best right now is mainly down to coaching. Because it's like the the influence of Regica, because you can see certain patterns of play that have been introduced that were never there to begin with, but the players are not up for it. Most of most of them, because uh, like they're not. Maybe some of them are not suited to the system, and maybe some of them are out of their depth. But generally speaking, uh, the ideas there are good, but they need to invest, and like this is the first time. In terms of coaching, this is the best they've had in the last couple of years. Like I've I've watched them extensively, and I I can certainly say that this is the best manager and managerial concept that we've had about them. So I think that uh, with investment and with some players and some new players that are also approved by the manager, they can do good stuff. So for sure. Um, and I think that one factor that uh, is that can really, really help them and give, give them a huge boost is the potential departures of Chicago from Galatasaray to Italy and the potential permanent transfer of Mihaila to Atalanta, because they still have some percentages of them and they will get some easy money without them selling another important player. Yeah, I agree. And uh, that's why those kinds of deals are always important to think about for the future, right? And uh, I think once we get Uri back, Elias Uri back, uh, that will also be a boost to our creativity, our goal scoring, um, unlocking defenses. And I think we also need to still get another replacement in midfield because Kretsu, Mateo, they're just not uh, the level we need. Um, I think if... Or is getting worse. Uh, sorry, I think if Matteo is okay with the with the with his role as a sub, he can be useful and he can be kept. Yeah, he works hard. He works he, hard, but he's not good in possession. I don't think. Yeah, he's kind of more of a destroyer, maybe, and can be okay as backup for bigger own games. But we still need more quality in midfield. I think definitely. I think that you can that Kretu is can be, can be useful um because he's a bit better on the ball than than Matteo. Yeah, sometimes he has nice through balls, but and then other times he's making silly mistakes. So he's a weird player. Yeah, he really is weird. But I think that if you give him a more limited role that he in, in which doesn't require him to do so much with the ball at his feet, he can be useful. Mm. Picking out passes quickly, not holding on too long or yeah. carrying the balls, that what you're saying? And use his physicality to defend the, to shield the back four. 
to a deep line. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as a kind of a regista. Sorry, you cut out there for a second. Just uh, me. Uh, sorry, uh, uh, I said that you can use him as a kind of a regista. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, and I think that if you pair him in midfield with Uri and Rogulic, Ante Rogulic, I think that you have a good midfield right there and you have missed on right. off, off the right. bench. Anyways, uh, let's move on to now uh, the bench of Fede. Uh, they up two teams for quite some time now in the league. Um, do you think Fitchesebe can catch up to Chefere since they're only five points behind now? No, five points don't really sound like a lot, to be honest. Uh, and now that, that I think about it, it's in their hands. Uh, it's in Fitchesebe's hands. Uh, they need to win eight games to win the title. It's global, I guess. Uh, I mean, it's not easy, but you have to um, go on quick yeah. runs like this. To win. Yeah, and if Chefere drops points like they did, you know, with with Farul, right? I mean, they can keep doing that. Um, you know, Krajova is not a given for either of them either mm -hmm. um, to play against. Yeah. Are just frustrating, even though lately not so good. Um, Voluntar, strange team. They started the season better. They were quite good. Uh, Defensively and counter-attacking, but uh, lately I can't say much about them other than they managed to beat Krajova on some mistakes that Krajova made. So uh, I think Voluntar is a team that all teams will want to beat in this playoffs because you don't want to throw away points against the team that uh, is suffering the most. Arjic and Voluntar, you can say, oh. on paper. But anything yeah. is possible. This, this is football at this level. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I think Chefere is still going to have the title, but uh, it's mm -hmm. definitely now with the points cut in half. Um, anyway, we, we will see, I guess. Um, yeah. Not much more to say. Um, I think in the relegation group, we have Botoshan top of the table there, Rapid, Chepsi, Uta. You know, I think the relegation group is better this season than it was the last couple of seasons. Obviously. More more interesting. You know, Botoshan, Rapid, Chepsi, Uta, these are teams that uh, are much more interesting than what we were seeing. Yeah, but at the but, same time, you have teams like Media Shinkinchen that are currently struggling to yeah, exist. They're already, they're already relegated by default. They're going to go down. Basically. But yes, and Media can't even pay uh, their their points, you know, and the financial. Yeah, <laughs> but um, Dinamo is going to be. Thankfully to those two teams, they're lucky that Dinamo is not going to go directly down, but um, they will still have to fight, I think, uh, a playoff to stay up mm -hmm. mostly. Um, and yeah, I think exactly that the bottom four as it is now, I think, is exactly how it's going to be. I mean, there's still chances, of course, for the uh, 13 and 14 plays, but I think is going to stay the same. 
Yeah, I'm looking at certain states. You have Neosadian, Pechu, Kraljava, yeah. uh, Batu. Pechu, yeah, should stay up, honestly. But uh, definitely from Uta all the way up, they're going to stay. Yeah, for sure. Which is good for the league because those teams are decently solid for our league level, you know. And have a decent fan bases. Yeah, and then we'll see hopefully Petrolul, Ucluj, teams like that coming in to replace, uh, you know, Klinchen and Medias, which is quite good for us. I think it's an improvement. But yeah, um, yeah I think that's all we can really say right. Now. Um, let's see what the next week's bring. Yeah. And uh, unless you have any other comments. You don't have any other comments? Oh, I didn't see what you were saying. Sorry. Uh, oh, I said. No, I did Yeah, I didn't get it. Uh, no, I don't. I don't really. Uh, I just wait. I just can't wait for the end of the season because this is the, like, the most I, this is the best time of the season for any neutrals, like the business and uh, from April onwards. So, yeah, I can't. Let's see what it's been. Like, I can't wait to what it is. Yeah. All right. Well, anyways, uh, I think that's all for this episode. Panadata uh, Vitoire. This is Philip. This is Korea. And uh, take care, guys. Yeah. Bye bye.